podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on the Monday after the weekend where Liverpool beat Brighton 2-0 in the Premier League. A goal from Luis Diaz on 19 minutes and a penalty from Mo Salah on 61, enough to secure the points for Jurgen Klopp's team. In a game that Liverpool dominated, were unquestionably the better team and fully deserved to win. Brighton fans had some moans after the game about the referees but in truth the only big decision of the game that the referee got wrong was the decision not to send off Robert Sanchez the Brighton keeper clattered into Luis Diaz as Diaz scored and really really should have gotten a red card it's late it's wild it's high there's no excuse for not sending him off I get the ball went in the net and you didn't want to punish him twice he deserved to be punished twice he could have hurt Diaz quite severely But he left them on, and that kept the game somewhat competitive. So be it. We won't complain too much. We take the three points. We move on to Arsenal in midweek. But, of course, the weekend has been dominated by the contract saga of Mohamed Salah. Now, you would have all heard Klopp's comments on Friday. You'll likely all have seen the tweet from Salah's agent with some laughing emojis, which caused most of Twitter to go into some sort of weird meltdown. Then the world's great spoofer, Fabrizio Romano, put out one of his exclusives via his YouTube channel so that he could monetize it, told some lies, sent people into a further tailspin, then followed that up on Saturday with more lies all of which he has fabricated because nobody speaks to him. And the reasons you know nobody at Liverpool is speaking to him and the reason you know the entire thing is fabricated is because he is trying to tell you Liverpool's side while being completely inaccurate. Um, There's absolutely no reason for everybody to be losing their collective minds over Mo Salah. This will get sorted out one way or another. Either he'll sign the contract in the summer which is what was expected anyway, with a big pay rise and a deal done in his image rights, or or he'll be sold for an enormous fee, a Coutinho-type fee. Now, nobody wants the latter situation, but if that's what it comes to, then so be it. Look what happened when we sold Coutinho. We got Virgil, we got Ali, And we got Fabinho. Does everybody remember those things? If we kept Coutinho, we wouldn't have bought any of the other three. We wouldn't have a Champions League. We wouldn't have a Premier League. 
and we wouldn't be challenging for absolutely everything this season. And it is very possible that armed with £150 million or so, Jurgen Klopp, Julian Ward and Liverpool's recruitment team can go and further improve the team by bringing in two or maybe even three top-class players who become world-class players. Christopher Nkunku could be one. Jude Bellingham could be one. Rafinha could be one. Now, the ideal would obviously be to keep Salah and add these type of players. That's what we all, I think, want to happen. But if he goes, he will go. He'll be very, very hard to replace. There's no one player coming in to replace Salah. No one player can replace what he does. So you have to replace him in the aggregate. You have to find two or three players that replace what Salah does while also improving the team in other places. So, for example, Jude Bellingham upgrade on the right side of the midfield and kicks in with more goals and assists than we currently get from that position. Rafinha could be similar in that role. And Kunku, as a member of the front three, can add more creativity, replace the creativity of Salah while adding even more to it and maybe replicate two-thirds of his goals. And then maybe that third piece that you bring in, if there's any money left or you, you want to go above and beyond, that then replaces the rest of the goals. But you've strengthened elsewhere. You've taken out the weak link of the team. You've improved in the forward line as well. And you get someone to fill in for Salah. And people keep talking about the wage structure. Liverpool won't break the wage structure. And it just highlights the fact that people don't really understand what a wage structure is. A wage structure does not mean... A wage structure is not a wage cap. A wage structure does not mean there is a limit on what you can earn. A wage structure doesn't mean everybody has to earn the same. That's not a wage structure. That's how you operate in a salary cap. There is no salary cap. The only thing giving Salah 375 or 400 grand a week would do is raise raise the wage ceiling at the club. And what it would also do is it would send out a very clear message to current and future Liverpool players. And that message is, if you come to this club, this can be your destination. You can earn the same type of money the very best players in the world are earning as long as you become one of the very best players in the world. As simple as that. As simple as that. You won't come in on that money, but we don't buy players who are already in that upper echelon. We buy players that we project to get to that level. Salah didn't join on his current contract. Salah is on his second Liverpool contract. He joined on around 120,000 a week. Then when he helped us win the Champions League, that went to 180. And this would be his third contract. And you're creating a very clear path 
for current and future players and showing them that, yes, it will be done incrementally, but if you perform at the level you think you're capable of and we think you're capable of, you can earn that elite-level money. And if you say no to Salah and you say, well, our wage ceiling is 250000 That's where Virgil is. That's where we're going. That's it. Well, in the summer, Trent signed a new deal for rumoured to be about 180000 a week. So are you telling Trent that at 23 years of age, he's only going to get maybe one more contract, which will be that 250 And then after that, there's nowhere for him to go? Or are you saying to Trent, by giving Salah the contract, you keep playing the way you have been, this can be yours as well? Because that needs to be the approach. Players need to know that they can come to Liverpool and earn what the best players are earning at the other big clubs. They need to know this can be a destination. But it's not a destination where you get rewarded regardless of performance. It's got to be earned. It's got to be earned. Manchester United will throw a contract offer of somewhere in the region of £500,000 a week on the table for Paul Pogba between now and the end of the season because he's out of contract in June. Paul Pogba's been earning £350,000 a week the last six years at United and has been dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Pogba will go down unquestionably as one of the biggest flops in Premier League history, £89 down. 40 million in agents' fees and signing bonuses, 15, 17 and a half million a year, 17 and a half million a year for six years. It's 105 million in wages added to roughly about 230 million spent elsewhere, plus bonuses and other things. He did win a couple of trophies, so you can maybe factor in another 10 million in bonuses that he might have made across that time for goals, assists, and the trophies, whatever. But you're talking somewhere in the region of, you know, 230 to 240 million that Manchester United have sunk into Paul Pogba. We don't have that type of investment in Salah. We spent, including the add-ons, about 41 million on him. For the first two years he was at the club, he earned 6 million a year. For the last three, he's earned nine million a year. It's 18 million, 12 million is 30 million. So we're about 71 million in on Salah plus bonuses, which probably considering our bonus structure probably takes it to around 100 million all told. About 5 million a year, you might say, in bonuses since he joined. Five, six million. So we're about 100 million in on Salah. United are 240 million in on Pogba, who signed a year before Salah, admittedly, but, you know, not exactly done much to warrant any of that investment. And whereas United will go and out of desperation try and sign Pogba to a new contract at much higher money, because of how we've incrementally increased Salah's money, because of how we made his salary incentive-based, 
because of how smart we were when we bought him in that we bought him rather than somebody else who might have caused double or triple that kind of money the way United tend to do. We've got a massive buffer on what we can afford on Salah. Like if we sold Salah, like I say this summer, we'd make 150 million on that sale. And you can d- doubt that all you want, but Eden Hazard at the same age, one year left on his contract, not nearly as good, went to Real Madrid for 110 million, rising to 140. Cristiano Ronaldo went to Juventus for 100 million, rising to 120 at 34 years of age. These players still move for that type of money. And with PSG now in desperation mode, Messi and Neymar getting booed at the weekend, out of the Champions League, massive uncertainty over the manager, Leonardo potentially going. It's very clear that PSG would pay that kind of money for him. And if Salah wants to go and wants the money, he'll go to PSG. If that's what he wants, if that's his sole driving force, and I don't believe for a second that is, then he'll go to PSG. But we'd make, in total, a £50 million profit. For United to do that on someone like Pogba, they'd need to sell him for £290 million. This is why we're in a very healthy financial situation. This is why we can afford to give Salah that 400 grand a week salary. If, if that's even what he wants, we don't know what he wants. All it is is speculation and nonsense. It could be 350 that he wants. And if so, that's a much better deal for us. I would imagine there are a couple of things holding it up. One, one of them is definitely James Milner. James Milner's salary is close to the difference between what Salah is on and what Salah wants or may want. And when Milner's contract drops off, and there's absolutely no reason to replace James Milner, like we don't need to bring in anybody as a Milner replacement. There's no Milner role worth replacing. Henderson can drop back into doing what he does on the pitch, being that late game sub, come in for certain games, etc., etc. Ox can do a lot of it if he sticks around. There's no reason to replace Milner. We have players in-house that can do what he does at a higher level. And therefore, his wages can just be absorbed into the Salah wage fund. And I stand by that. I believe that to be one of the timing issues. There's probably, you know, his image rights have been mentioned a few times recently. And Salah, Salah's agent and Salah control his image rights. And they sold his image rights a couple of years ago on a long-term contract to make him as much money as possible, which is his right, of course. Now, we may want to buy his image rights so that we can use him in more and more commercials because he does have massive commercial appeal, especially in the Arab world. So... His image rights are available come summer. You'd imagine that this is now the time where they can be bid on. So it may be that there's a hold up there as well. Who knows? But I don't buy into listening to Romano, into getting upset by his agent tweeting random emojis. 
who cares? His agent likes to stir the pot. Because let's be real, his agent, if he wasn't Mo Salah's agent, would be a nobody. None of us would ever have heard of this gentleman. None of us would care about him. He'd be on Twitter with 12 followers. What he wants is he wants you to get upset by these things that he tweets. He wants to light a fire, walk away, and have you lose your mind because it's amusing to him. It's very, very simple. It's amusing to, to this guy to have Liverpool fans losing their mind. So just don't give it oxygen. And don't give Romano oxygen because he's a spoofer. When Paul Joyce says something about Salah's contract, good or bad, then react. And only when Paul Joyce does it. With respect to the rest of the local journalists, he's the only one worth really listening to. He's the one that gets the, the real exclusives, the real news. And until he says something, save your energy. Jesus Christ. We won at the weekend and all people could do was cry about a contract. He's still under contract for those 16 months. What are you worried about? It'll get done one way or another. It'll get sorted. He's not going to leave on a free. He's just not going to leave on a free. Neither will Mane. And if I had to bet on one of them leaving, it would be on Mane. I'll leave it there for today. Have yourselves a very pleasant Monday. Don't do anything too silly. Don't listen to Fabrizio Romano. Don't react to the agent's tweets. Just calm yourself down. Go and watch Go and watch a nice TV show or something. Something nice and calm. Go and watch a bit of Downton Abbey or something. Nice, calm, relaxing show. There you go. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.